When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once your system is hacked, it's not your system anymore. Red teaming AI. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Patrick Hall, co-founder and principal scientist at bnh.ai and visiting faculty at George Washington School of Business. Welcome Patrick. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Of course. So, what do you do at bnh.ai and what motivated you to start the company? Sure. What do we do at bnh.ai? Well, you know, believe it or not, there is actually a market out there for companies and government organizations and, and other large organizations that need help making sure their AI and machine learning systems and other automated decision-making systems are compliant with a wide range of state national and international regulations, and even sometimes municipal regulations like in New York City or in Washington, DC. So AI and law are definitely starting to collide. And those are the problems that we work on at bnh.ai. How did I get into it? Or I, uh, I was oftentimes the only data scientist left standing in a room full of attorneys having my heart broken, being told that this amazing baby you've cooked for the last 18 months uh, is illegal and we can't use it. We're very sorry. So I knew that I couldn't be the only person experiencing those kinds of problems. And it turns out I wasn't. And, and there is a market for, for helping people with these kinds of problems. Tell us about the book that you're presently co-authoring. Sure. So as as you may know, it's, it's titled Responsible AI. Uh, it's, it's with O'Reilly Media. They're the publisher. And um, it's really an attempt at a kind of an expansive book to, to address this complex topic of responsible AI. Uh, responsible AI just tries to take into account that these are socio-technical systems. And when we're making decisions that affect lots of people really quickly, you, you can't forget that socio side. And so it's a book that tries to address the social and technical aspects of, of using AI in a responsible way. In fact, you recently pre-released a chapter titled, How to Red Team AI Systems. So how are machine learning systems serving as attack surfaces for cyber criminals? Uh, thank you for asking. This is, this is one of my uh, favorite topics. So. You know, I, I want to be clear that I think machine learning security is somewhat of an exotic security concern as of today, but I, I expect that to change, you know, over, over coming years. And there certainly are real attacks on machine learning systems happening today. So, you know, with, with that caveat out of the way, um, you know, a, a very common way that people attack machine learning system is, um, systems that are used for security you know people use machine learning both for physical security you know should I, should my face be let into this facility 
or uh, digital security, cybersecurity. You know, is this packet that's coming through my network, uh, you know, is, is it safe? Should it be let through? And hackers and teenagers and all kinds of people have devised ways to evade these types of security measures. And so in the early days, it was as simple as, you know, putting a sticker on your face or something like that, that might throw off the, the computer vision system that, and let you into the airport. Uh, there, are even, there are even reports of people holding up pictures of other people on their cell phone and being allowed to board planes. So um, oftentimes, sometimes these hacks are incredibly technical. Uh, sometimes they, you know, they border on social engineering and, and just being, uh, you know, just having some ingenuity. So, so you know, that, those are those evasion attacks are, are the most common types of attacks today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You say that once your system is hacked, it's not your system anymore. So how do you go about red teaming an AI system? Sure. Thanks for, thanks for drawing out that quote, actually, that I, I really try to work with data scientists to help them understand that. Um, a lot of data scientists don't have tremendous experience in the security realm, and they lack that sort of adversarial mindset that you need to really harden a system. And so I, I'm just going to focus on that quote for one more second. If you're a data scientist listening in, you know, it's heartbreaking to have a bunch of lawyers tell you we can't deploy the system. It's also heartbreaking to have hackers ruin your work, right? And, and so that's what I mean when I say it's not your system anymore. And they may do, they may abuse your system to do bad things, right? Uh, and, and how do we prevent that from happening? That's, that's this red teaming aspect. And so I'll, I'll go back and mention an adversarial mindset. That's the first thing, right? You have to remember that this system you're making um, can be abused by people, by hackers or other sort of nefarious people, and um, it can it can potentially hurt people. You know, machine learning can hurt people. And um, you know, automated vehicles have run over people. Other times, there's other ways that machine learning have hurt people. And so, you have to have that adversarial mindset to get started red teaming. You have to remember this system can be abused, or this system might hurt people. And I think once you have that adversarial mindset, it's a little bit easier to start thinking about red teaming. And I'm happy to dig into some details there or, or see where else you want to go. Well, can you tell us about a, an AI system breach you've actually personally seen then? Well, we cannot talk about our work at BNH.AI because we're a law firm, so client privilege. But um, in the book, in the chapter, we, we do a review of these evasion attacks. And so there, there are actually, these are so common that they're, they're, you know, you can just Google, you can find them on the news. And, and so a, like a really creepy one to me is ISIS operatives blurring their logos. You know, they, they have their digital logo and then they blur it and that helps them get it past Facebook content filters. And so ISIS is able to tweak their content in very small ways 
and um, evade Facebook content filters like that. Like that's one of the creepiest ones I can think of. And then, and then the example I brought up earlier where someone just shows someone else's face on their cell phone to board a plane. I mean, that, that's obviously there's some danger there too, but I think, you know, when we're talking about ISIS, it's just a little bit more creepy and scary. So what are some best security practices for data scientists? Uh, I think the number one, the number one thing is um, to, to just be professional and document your work, you know, just, and I know that's boring. I'll, I'll give a more technical answer in just a second, but I think, you know, just knowing who did what, when, and having a documented record of that is important for security. So, you know, using data versioning systems, using code versioning systems, which everyone should be doing anyway, um, you know, having official documents that go along with your models, these kinds of, you know, transparency methods are very, very helpful for security. And I'll give a slightly more technical answer, you know, if, you, if somebody wanted to hear some technical stuff. Uh, when we expose machine learning models, right, when we, when we push them out to make public decisions or, or whatever, you know, however they're being surfaced through an app, through some kind of API, um, we want to make sure that that API cannot be used anonymously. Like someone shouldn't just be able to load a bunch of data into the API. And then also, you know, data scientists are oftentimes really trying to get as many predictions as fast as possible. But you may actually want to slow your systems and your predictions down if you're worried about uh, if you're worried about security, because loading data and getting a lot of predictions back is, is how a lot of the hacks start. So we want to make sure there's no anonymous use and people, and we can slow down the predictions if we need to. That's the technical answer. All right, Patrick, where, where can we go to follow your pre-publication posts? So the book is, um, you know, in pre-release on O'Reilly Safari. And then I'll, whenever we can get a chapter together, and I have to give a shout out to my uh, brilliant, brilliant co-author, Roman Chowdhury at Twitter. Um, whenever we can get a chapter together, uh, I usually announce it on LinkedIn. And so, you know, if you want to find me or you want to find the book, uh, LinkedIn is, is, uh, is probably the best place to look for me. Love it. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Of course, this was great. Patrick Hall, co-founder and principal scientist at bnh.ai, visiting faculty at George Washington School of Business and co-author of the Book in Progress, Responsible AI, Designing, Building, and Assessing Machine Learning and AI. If somebody wants to follow you, Patrick, where's the best place they can find you? LinkedIn is probably the, the easiest place to just chat, but um, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not cool enough to be on TikTok yet or something like that. So, so yeah, just, just the good old-fashioned LinkedIn and Twitter, and probably LinkedIn is just the easiest place to, to strike up a conversation. I don't know about that, Patrick. Soon to come to Twitter, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> and find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major podcast platforms under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.